Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Love Us As We Are. I'm Miracle Johnson. I'm Kenya Chanel. I'm Al Punkin. And today we're going to be talking about Let Your Light Shine. But before we get started, you guys, we want you to check us out on the social media. We have um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. On all the sites, it's Love Us As We Are. But with Facebook, um, I want to say it's L-O-V-E-U-S dot A-S-W-E-R dot three nine. And then we also have an email a, a, account, which is loveusaswear at gmail.com. So check us out. Send us any concerns or questions that you may have to our email. And what we're going to do is we're going to get started with Kenya Chanel with her perspective about letting your light shine. Hi everybody, King and Chanel, and on this topic of let my light shine, I want to hit it from an angle uh, or from my vantage point, my view on uh, this particular topic. Starting out, I want to start out with the uh, <clears throat> dictionary meaning of the word light, uh, coming from the standpoint of being a noun, light means the natural agent that stimulates sight mm. and makes things visible. It also means understanding of a problem or mystery, wow. enlightenment. Um, <clears throat> for myself, uh, in the past, what have you, growing up, I grew up in the church. Uh, we, our family comes from, you know, just Baptist backgrounds. Mm. Uh, church all day, every day, revivals, you know, just the whole nine. So in my upbringing, uh, my father, also, my father wasn't really into the church. He was a Jehovah's Witness. So we grew up in a split household initially, my siblings and I, um, you know, one parent wanted to study this way, another oh, yeah. one, and it was a tug of war right there in front of us. Um, <clears throat> later on in life, however, I geared, I veered more towards Christianity and got into ministry and outreach and things of that nature. And one of the things that really, the one of the ways that I really loved to share my light and, and, you know, to the world and different people was, I loved going into like the neighborhoods that I grew up in, um, you know, witnessing or just, you know, talking to people oh, on the street yeah. uh, about God and things of that nature. And <clears throat> I had a very profound experience happen to me in D.C. Uh, one time we were having a, a situation with one of the churches I grew up in and we were witnessing or told to go out and talk to people about the vacation Bible school. Mm -hmm. So I ran into a couple that used to always walk past the church and I, you could clearly see it. They were cracked. They weren't cracked. They was just yeah. strung out hard on drugs and they had, it was the man, the woman and their baby. They mm -hmm. always had this baby they were pushing in the stroller. So anywho, this brother I stopped him and I said, I want to talk to you about, you know, uh, God and vacation. He said, sis, let me, he said, do you, you, when you look at me, do you, do you think, do you think I'm somebody that don't know about God and the word and stuff? Wow. I said, I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You tell me. 
I said, you tell me. I said, I'm here to talk to you. And he said, that's funny because a lot of people don't stop and talk. I said, well, I'm talking to you. Right. Because this is my neighborhood. My uncles and them walk up and down these streets. So I know how to talk to you. So it's not no thing. Anywho, long story short, this brother quoted John 14 in its entirety wow. to me. Oh, and wow. he said that he was a youth pastor. <gasps> and he oh, left the church. He his light dimmed out um as a result of just some things that he had noticed in the church that and he got hurt and some other things. Long story short, he found himself back out or out uh, in the street, yeah. you know, doing his thing. Well, he just told me, he said, Sis, just pray for me. Pray for me and my family. Yeah. Well, he said, But do know this, I know God. Mm. And that situation stuck out to me throughout my whole time in outreach and ministry. Yeah. Just wondering what could make a person be that close to God and be that into, you know, just Anything. out there doing your thing, mm-hmm. you doing your ministry or what have you. I didn't know. I didn't understand at that time. Mm-hmm. What you you out there, you're you're selling, you're you're serving dinners. You're going to people's houses when, when, and I'm talking about myself now. Uh, you, you giving away dinners. You feeding the homeless. You meeting up with people in the middle of the night when you, when they're saying I'm killing, I'm about to kill myself. Mm-hmm. You leaving your husband, your kids in the house. You're going there. You're serious about this. This is not a game for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're t- you're talking to people. You you're giving of yourself. This is what I was doing, and this is what I felt like was the right thing to do. Right. Until I had my crash. Until I had my own personal experience with you know that whole religious organization. Mm-hmm. Right. Which yeah. That light bulb, that enlightenment came went off, and I will say in by the the beginning portions of my my walking, my spiritual walk, one sister uh, who's now an apostle, she told me years ago, she said, King, your path is your path. Yeah. Your walk. All the turns, all the twists that you're going to experience in this walk, you're going to experience it, Uh and nobody's going to be able to change the road. You ain't even going to be able to change it. This is what your life is. So, long story short, in 2003, I made a conscience decision to no longer follow the realms of organized religion any longer. Mm-hmm. I, I made that decision, informed decision, because that was the second time I had been uh, in a situation where I had given myself, my family, tithes, everything to a ministry or what have you, mm-hmm. and, and more so doing it for God, you know, yeah. in service to his people. And then when I found out second time behind the scenes that people were towing, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Playing, mm-hmm. I should just say, with the lives, the souls of the people that they were leading. That's crazy. Wow. At that point, I said, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. This is not what I'm here for. Yeah. This is not what we're here for. That's we did crazy. not come here to now all of a sudden and and I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I will touch this. I will say that in my studies and things like that and I had gone as far as getting ordained in 1998 
or what have you. But what I found out was that most back in the day, uh, a lot of the churches were not subjected to the government and things of that nature. And it was a separation. But then I guess during with all the fraud and all of the issues back in the day with churches, what have you, churches started having to become accountable with their taxes and things to churches. Right. So a lot of churches now operate under a what is called like a 501c3 type organization, mm. where with a 501c3 organization, there has to be a board. Mm. You got to have your board of directors. Yeah, right in order to be considered a legit 501c3. There are another segment of churches in this country, though, that do not fall under the realm of 501c3 because they understand that if you are a church that run under that type of segment, you are subjected to whatever the government says. So if you're mm-hmm. preaching messages, there are certain things that you can and cannot say. Oh, wow. I have a problem with that. And then... But then there are a small remnant of churches that understand that law and those rules. They don't do it. Yeah. And those churches are a lot of times under a lot of scrutiny. And, you know, you might find some issues or what have you. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Okay. But in in my decision to do that, it was a very informed one. Yeah. I also, you know, I, I was trying to find a way to keep my light burning, mm-hmm. you know, to keep my fire stoked and going. I was desperate because this was what I loved doing. Yeah, that was your desire. So, mm-hmm. I'm looking, I'm going to different schools of thought, you know, with different, you know, sex, you know, uh, S-E-C-T-S to specify that. Uh, just trying to find different organizations or somebody that's real mm-hmm. that I can really be taught the word of God in a yeah. true, unadulterated way and all of those things. Long story short, um, I will say that in, from my, my standpoint and my view on the whole let your light shine thing, uh, I will say that I made a decision to put like a bowl over my light and close it and dim it out because I had become so hurt and so devastated by some of the things that I was seeing in church. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and I basically plugged my whole self into a religious uh, uh, situation that I grew up in that I never questioned. Mm-hmm. I never questioned. I just went along with what this is what Pastor said. That's what you do. Yeah, right. If they say pray for, give God 10% of your time, then I'm going to give God 10% of my time <laughs> right. because that's what the Pastor said. Not forgetting what the words mm-hmm. say. Right. You know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, doesn't mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Pastor So and So's light in me shine. Right, right, right. I had to learn how to let this, and still am learning how to let God's light shine through me and project through me for the 
from the person that he made me to yeah. be. And that all starts out with you knowing who you are. Right. With right. us loving right. ourselves right. as yep. we are. Again, first, starting right. off yep. with ourselves. The yep. only way that you're going to know yourself or, or to even be able to share with anybody else, you got to start with numero uno. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not going right. to lie to nobody. I, I mean, you're talking to ordained minister, all that stuff and what have you. And Somebody that just, like I said, I, I just saw too much. Mm-hmm. It was too much, too much, too many marriages breaking up. Right. <laughs> too, just too much. In that right. you know. <laughs> in yeah. the church. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of foolishness going on. Yeah. Because people put their faith in man and not mm-hmm. in the word, not in God. They're yeah. looking at the, and I'm not throwing no religions out there, the da- uh, daddy graces of the world. Walking mm-hmm. around with yeah. uh, these rings, and I, it, okay, I'm telling you, this is I'm punk talk, so you know, you can come for me if you want to. But uh, <laughs> you got the uh, walking around with the jewelry and find the Cadillacs and all like that, and asking their uh, congregation to give them money for stuff. And I can understand how you felt because. I went through something like that where I'm looking at, okay, he's riding in a Cadillac and I'm catching the bus. Mm-hmm. He went past me and pushed water on me and smiled oh. as he went. So I, I'm having an issue with this. You know, <laughs> I'm going home and putting a bologna and cheese sandwich together and he's eating, you know, how in the hall. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, I understand how people can lose that light, that faith yeah. in the church. You know, I mean, I remember when I was younger and everything and not, you know, take it away from you. When I was younger, the pastor, it was routine for the pastor on Sunday to come to the house and have a full course dinner. And he would eat before we would. I I got a serious problem with that, you know, and that was, you know, that was my biological mother. Here we go again. That was my biological mother and that side of the family. I've got a serious problem with him eating because if he's a man of God, let the children eat first. That's what it says in the Bible. You know, don't hurt his children. So, I mean, I was hurt. Mm-hmm. Ain't the most so, important in the kingdom. Anyway. Right. So, I mean, I can like understand how you could be hurt and how people are taken away from the church by seeing different things. You know, there's no, I know I'm going to get backlash on this. There's no perfect church. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's human beings running it. But at the same time, you have to find, just like you said, you have to love yourself. And then you have to know how to read. Mm-hmm. Read the Bible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Read what's going on. And don't depend on that man standing in the pulpit, pulpit telling you, well, this is what you need mm-hmm. to do. Red purple on Sunday and God's going to bless you. I didn't see that in the Bible, so I'm not wearing purple. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, so I understand where you're going with that. I mean, and it's hard, especially when you teach, uh, they're teaching the young from earth that this man is above anything. So you grow up believing what he says. And those and, in the church, too. Right. Right. You know, and it's, and it's bad. You know, we got pastors and everything that's doing things that with children, other women, there mm-hmm. cheating on their wives and everything. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm so passionate about it. I'm fucking it. It's 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 you know to make a decision to say 
I'm not going to be a part of something that I grew up in and that I only knew. Mm -hmm. That I only knew to exercise my gift. But I understand more now why God took me on that path or or my path went that way. I didn't understand it for the longest time and I was mad. I was angry. I was so upset because I was like, this is all I know. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, it ain't. And I want you to learn me. I want you to right. learn you. I want you to appreciate you. You, you're, you've been so busy taking on this pastor or this minister's mm-hmm. personality and their persona and what they think you should do. Because I'm, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of people use their pastors like they are glorified yeah, right. um, fortune yeah. teller. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They put them on a pedestal. Yep. Right. Yeah, and I did yeah. that. I did yeah. that. I put my pastors on pedestals. I couldn't, I didn't think they could do anything Mm -hmm. or nothing. And that's why I was so devastated when when I saw, Mm -hmm. when I heard, hey, people are tapping in on your phones and you getting, you getting proof that folks doing these things, wow. right? Folks, and then they preaching that over the pulpit, what they revelated. Oh, Lord, or, Jesus. Or, you know, or situations where, you know, folks wanting to fight because the, the pastor, he got a whole slew of uh, fruit of okay. his own okay. fruit of Islam guard bodyguards and he want to be Al Capone now because he had like all the people behind him after him so he got a whole super slew of dudes with guns on him standing around kids right you know what I'm saying lying to people then you get behind then when service is over and you collecting your tithes and stuff and and you got your leaders you got your trusted leaders that are Mm -hmm. sitting there listening to you talk about the people that you're ministering to. Right. You see how stupid so-and-so is? Mm-mm. You're listening to it. And so you're laughing like along with it at first because you're sitting it, but I'm like, in my heart, then, I'm like, yeah. this is wrong. This is you wrong. You confront it with it. This yeah. And what, what, the, the, what really got me was my, my strong relationship with a mother in the church. I had gotten real close to mm. And um, she had passed, and the church had the, the people didn't let me know about this. I didn't That's know. Crazy. I didn't know about it. I had lost contact with mother, and um, it was just real messed up and scandalous how the whole thing went down. Long story short, um, it was just for me. I realized your agenda to have this. This this church, this movement is not so much about the the saving of souls. It's more so about you and your mm-hmm. personal gender. Right. You wanted to be and something, and mm-hmm. now you wanted to be this superstar, and you didn't get it in that way. Yeah. So then, oh, I want to use church or use ministry or use God to, to be my backup. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can go out there and put my productions out or do my thing or what have you whole time you don't really care about the people that's that you're pushing. crazy oh i don't oh and then we find out later oh i don't have a pastor's heart that's not my heart so what, what are you what are you then exactly see you ain't I, look i ain't gotta sit here and waste my time and have you play with my soul right right 
playing with my mind, my will, and my emotions, my spirit. You playing with that. That's, That's not you see. It, you, it, and it resulted in a lot of men wanting to do some harm to one past in particular. Mm. It just it, it was just for me, it it was all a cause for me to say, you know what? Enough is enough. Enough is en- enough. Mm-hmm. Let me cl- turn my light off. Yeah. Let me turn my light off and let me reevaluate this whole God thing and this Jesus thing. And I'm glad because it 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 did bring an understanding of a mystery to me. Wow. A lot of things that I had questions about in church that I asked myself that I couldn't ask because I was either afraid to ask or I might have mm. felt like I would have been, you know out of order for asking mm-hmm. because I wanted to know. I want to know who this creator is mm-hmm. that everybody say I'm, I want to get to know him. Right. So I should be able to ask. I should right. be able to know who he is and what and you this pray is. for yourself. Just like you pray right. for me. I can pray so for I myself have a hunger and a thirst for his righteousness but mm-hmm. I have a hunger and a thirst for truth. Mm-hmm. Right. And now that I know mm-hmm. what the truth is in so many ways yeah. you can't lie to me yeah. Right. Wow. You can, you can spit on your hand and, and say, yep, this is the best thing since sliced bread. I'm going to walk up in your organization and I'm going to say, and I already know just off the break, off the break, most of these churches with the, like I said, mm-hmm. back to that 501c3, you are boxed in anyway. what you can say. That means that Holy Spirit that you preach about, you might as well shut it up mm-hmm. because he cannot. He's not really, going to be brought. There's no right. Because right. where the Dang. spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. liberty. Yep. yep. He can't freely roam about in an environment where you have pastor and members of the board have succumbed your church to a government that cares nothing about what your mm-hmm. people are hearing. Right. Oh, they they do care. Wow. They care that you don't say certain things, or they will shut your stuff uh-huh, down. Uh huh. Wow. And I, yes, I said it. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Drop the mic. People want to know. Can you? You ain't going to church no more. You ain't. No, I am. I'm a part of the church with that is without observation, like mm-hmm. Yeshua said before they killed him. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that's deep. That is deep. That's a good perspective, though. That's totally <laughs> right. different from what I have uh, said. Um, this is Miracle, guys. I'm sorry. Hey, so, I, um, for me, I was saying that um, this topic meant allowing your life to shine freely, you know, or brightly wherever you go before men. And I was, um, I actually came out, I think it was like Matthew 5. Um, I can't remember what the verse was, but um, I had just gotten to a point where with uh, this one particular um, experience that I'm, I'll, you know, elaborate on. I had just wanted God to help me um, with my mindset with this person um, because I was truly, truly hurt. Um, it was my ex-husband and I had ended up... Um, being cheated on so you know of course we ended up getting a divorce but for years you know the pain and i'm talking i don't want you hitting nobody i hope you got over it too 
because uh, actually, guys, a lot. <laughs> actually, guys, I'm fucking with my neighbor at this time. So I was living uh, upstairs from her, and so you know she was uh, close at hand. And um, one point, actually, before all of this went down, um, remember when I came downstairs and I was like, I need to change the locks, and yeah. we end up switching locks. So I took yeah. your locks from your door, and you took my locks yep. from my door. Wow. And the bird couldn't get his stuff out the house. But um, again, guys, you know, he had cheated, and it was with a close friend. Uh, they, we actually grew up, we were like play cousins. And it was so funny because when every time I would bring it up to her, she would get mad. And I was thinking, you know, when she made up to, your to her, right, bringing it up to, you know, that he might be seeing somebody else. She would get mad as cool brown. But I'm thinking, you know, she mad because he doing some hurt or, you know, having me cause pain or whatever. Whole time, no, she mad because she think he cheating on her. Right. Yeah. That is idiotic. Girl, what I tell you. But I had to get to a point to where I, I really had to evaluate myself. And the funny thing about it was being in that situation, everybody knew. Everybody knew. And I remember my sister, um, Precious, calling me. And she was, I can't remember what the conversation was. But instead of me allowing this situation to just be what it was I was getting mad at her and I remember you know pressure she can't hold nothing you know she gonna let her emotion show and she was like um she I think she was cussing and she was like why are you getting mad at me or something to that but to this day I still don't know why I was trying to cap it in well I can understand why you would because in a previous marriage with my like myself I wanted to save face it seemed like you know yeah we were in yeah the street together and stuff and i knew it was gonna hurt a lot of people that you know to find out that we were broken up or whatever the case may be um but it was more so i was trying to keep what i had under control there you go i, I like that yeah it was what I had, yeah, yeah. I had developed and had yeah, under control. I had, control freak. Yeah. I had the T's dotted and the, you know, yes. I mean the eyes uh -huh. crossed. I mean the eyes dotted and the T's crossed. There you go, Murray Poppins. You yeah. come across my threshold, and then the kids you, is you involved. You do know not to cuss in yeah. my house. Yeah. Okay, you come up in here is thank you Jesus God. I remember one time my brother and his wife they was. He was he was coaching her because I saw him. I was looking at my peephole. Oh lord! Because he, he said, "Don't come in my sister's house, cousin. You know how she is. <laughs> Don't be cussing up." And I was like, "Oh my goodness! Ooh. I can't. I was there." So I understand. Maybe that's what that was because it I'm was just the control, and we. We get that, honestly. It, it was crazy. But, yeah, you know, she told me she was just like, I don't understand why you trying to hold this in. You you shouldn't even be mad at me. I'm just telling you, I ain't the one that cheated. Right. And so, she you know, wrong. Yeah. and she, she not to this day. We, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I was just totally, I don't know. I was lunching, I, trying to save somebody that didn't want to be saved. Mm -hmm. right. And I, that goes to a previous episode that we recorded. Um compromising 
You know, we shouldn't even have got, and Murray, come to think of it, the day that we went to the Justice of the Peace, we had on black. Oh. Who <laughs> go gets married in black? Gangsters. Right. Who? Did y'all have Tupac playing? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the train, we end up getting on the train. The train was delayed. And so we had made it. We were like, it was, I think, 10 minutes before the door closed. That right there was a sign. So ladies. Let me tell you, if you got red flags, I'm going to need you to uh, pay attention. Yeah, attention. Please. And again, like I said in the previous recording, if nobody in your family liked that particular person, you need to take heed and listen. Listen. Okay, because it, it's, 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 it's not going to be a, a smooth road like you think it is. So, but I know I don't went off such a but That ain't always the case. It, it's not always the case, but yeah. the majority of the time yeah. it is. So just yeah. listen to your, uh, what, what do you call it? Um, intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intuition. intuition. I'm getting ready to say common sense. And your mama and your aunt. Yes, yes, yes. It hurts definitely. But from that, it was just like, um, I had just gotten at a, a point where, um, because I still had to deal with this person since he was uh, the father of my, my oldest child. And I had to get to a point where, I wanted to um, allow my light to shine through this experience because at the time, um, my previous employer, I was working at a private school and I'm um, I'm a people's person. I always say I'm not, but I am. And um, it seemed like a lot of uh, my parents were getting divorced and it was because of, you know, uh, someone cheating, cheating on someone. And so... Um, for some time, I was afraid to, you know, relate to them with my situation or I would relate, but then I wouldn't tell them that I had been through the same thing that they had been through. And probably I want to say about two years ago, this is when I, I really had um, began to be transparent and vulnerable. Um, I was telling the young lady, you know, her and her husband was married for um, up 10 years and they had uh, twin twin um, kids and she was saying how um, her mate had did the same thing. And after a while, um, when, you know, she had said her, her portion, I had told her that I had actually been through the same exact thing. And I began to actually coach her on what to do, you know, how to approach it. And um, we would be in the, the office probably two hours at a time sometimes, just wow. sitting there talking and it was just flowing, you know, like we talking now. Right. And from that moment, that's when God showed me that um, that's how I had to let my my light and my life shine. You know, with these various situations, just like we've said in previous recordings, you take what you have gone through and you let it flow and you, you know, allow yourself to be transparent mm -hmm. for someone else to overcome. Like, it helps you grow. It does. It helps you grow and it helps you through those past feelings and those yeah. past hurts. And so um, when I, you know, really start evaluating the situation, I just got to a point where I was just like, I want to be transparent. I want to be vulnerable um, and allow my uh, past experience with this particular situation to shine so bright that it will illuminate others' paths. Awesome. Right. You, you know what I mean? And so um, in dealing with that, I just got to a point where walking in the true freedom for me meant doing just that. Allowing all that hurt, all that pain. You yeah. can't change the past. Right, right. I wasn't trying to be with that particular person any longer. 
go ahead and be cordial because we're going to have the rest of our lives to, to look at each other. Why be mad? Right. Right. It's, it's going to take too much energy. And so once I got to that point, that's when my true freedom um, began to, you know, I began to embrace it. And then I thought of why allow the choices that I make today from the past affect my future. Right. Just like um, Rick Warren, he, he had a quote, um, we are products of our past, right? but we're not prisoners. Why not break free? Yeah. Be free as a bird. Yeah. You know, who, yeah. who wants to be jacked up and stressed and bound and, you know, all weighed down when you don't have to be? Sometimes people don't know how to right. not how be to let it go. Right. Some people, like for me, I, I did not, you know, just like in that Trolls movie, that one troll, he was oh, dimmed, yeah, the, the dark one. Yeah, I he can't was dimmed throughout a branch. Yeah, he was, yeah. was dimmed throughout the whole movie just about because he was holding on to a hurt mm-hmm. from one situation That's a good example, right. and didn't know how to let it go. And I uh-huh. could relate to that because. Uh-huh. That was my main issue. One yep. of my main issues was not knowing how to let things go. And then, therefore, there was no real shining of nothing yeah. coming from here, you know. Yeah. Especially, in, in, and that's a trick. That's yeah, a trick. I'm glad you said that. That's a trick. That's that mindset, you know. I think um, a lot of people fail to realize what you hold in your mind, again, it comes out. Yeah. You know, in, in the present moment, you, you keep all these things, all these negative things. and Bottled up. Yeah, it's bottled up and it, it can't get released. And then you can't achieve the happiness that you want, you right. know. And then you start, you know, sometimes it, it branches out to you blaming others. But if the same, if, if multiple people are saying the same thing or if multiple situations are, you know, having Happening. the same outcome, then that's when you got to take a look at yourself. And right. what? Get rid of that stinking thank you. You you know what I mean? Right. But um yeah. and that's one way that you can get over it just in case if we have anyone saying, Well, how do I make the first step? That your mindset right there. Change your mindset. Change that stinking thinking. And you know, you have to just really want to be at a point where you want to be healed. Choose to be healed, because we all have choices. Right. You know, you just have to make that choice to be, you know, whatever it is that you want. Make yeah. the choice. Be transformed yeah. by the renewing of yeah. your mind. And practically renewing your mind could be yeah. reading a book. It could be yeah. having a conversation with somebody. It you sure can. A conversation with. It could be so many different things. But whatever it is, it's an action. Right. right. It has to. You have to. Because nothing's going to fall out the call to action. Yeah. You're you going to have to. You know, this. This. it's going to take some work. It's, it's really going to take right. some work. And then... Um, another thing that I remember doing was, um, by me actually, like you said, taking action and and coming into light with my fears and my thoughts, I began to, um, link up with people in the same situations, you know, that, that had had come from the same thing that I had came from or trying to go where I I was trying to go. But the, the thing was, I remember, um, linking up with someone who actually didn't have my best interest at heart. So, you know, you can't tell everybody your business, right? You can't, you know, it's, it's like, you, you gotta make sure that whoever you linking up with, cause you're going to have to get it out. 
that they have your best interests at heart and um i don't know you're just gonna have to ask yourself some questions you know are they truly you know in your corner and if not i just say keep your lips closed and keep moving and remove yourself but um like i said once i just began to allow god to just you know expose my scars i mean it just it was so easy it was just like like you said earlier that light just came on yeah you know it it was just as easy but i had been um so miserable for years it it was like i was just miserable for years but why do you think what spurred on the misery just um i think it was it was just the fact that because i also you know especially when you have kids and you link up with that particular person if they, you know, worthy or not. You still want your child to, you know, yeah. have you know, household. Yeah, to, to have the, the, the two-parent household. And so, you know, I think I felt as though I was lacking or that, you know, my child was lacking what others, you know, that were around us had. And so me, that brought on, well, I didn't do what I was supposed to do as a parent or, you know, my child wouldn't be in this predicament if I had made this decision, you know, then. or you know, I, It was just a lot of self-hatred, you know, mm-hmm. blaming myself when I didn't in reality do anything. Yeah. But it was something that I had to, you know, move on from. I think it may have been more so anger. That anger. That yeah, I said I was angry. That you felt that you allowed yourself to get in this type yeah, of situation. being vulnerable in that because I, at that particular time, Oh, I was a humdinger, but I decided to choose that particular person that wasn't worthy. And so, yeah, I I definitely know I was angry at that. Right. Because I gave up, you know, a lot to just be with that particular person. Um, And then, too, I was also hurt from, it was a two-way street. I was hurt from, you know, the the female, you know, that was supposed to be family. Yeah. You know, so I think that's why I was miserable as well. And then it was so funny because I confronted them um, when I found out when I actually had proof. Actually, no, I didn't have proof. I had, you know, played that mouse and cat game and the individual, she had said that they were, um, it was true. And so I ended up going, it was Bible study, I think, and confronted them and they cried and I did good. I didn't even slap nobody. Because <laughs> I slapped in church. I, I, now that was God. Because yeah, I re- I remember distinctly. I didn't even hurt her. I nope. I wasn't even at that point. I I don't even think it hit me. And then I after I found out, I walked away, drove home, and confronted him. And I think he tried to lie his way, and then he ended up leaving that night. Right. And then I think that's the next morning. I think that's when I wanted to change the locks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all, my life is. Ooh, I got some stories for y'all. Yeah. So then, that, so thus far, let me see. We done been cheated on. We done tried to sell drugs. <laughs> huh? I'm fatherless biologically. Uh, I mean, woo, yeah, we. Well, I got some stories yeah. for y'all. I mean, we all go through life's yeah we do we do i gotta say my niece is stronger than me because i was slapping (laughs) i've been still slapping her and everything not because of the man now let me get women i mean 
ladies out there, let me get this straight. I wouldn't have been slapping her because of the man. I've been slapping her because of dishonesty, being dishonest and post being family. Now, that right there would have got her beat down. (laughs) Every time I saw her on the street, that would have got her beat down. And I understand we're supposed to forgive. I would have forgave her, but I would have still beaten down. (laughs) I mean, mean, even today, even though years have passed and everything, I still want to beat her down. I mean, if I ever see her on the street, pray to God that I just could put my hands in my pocket (laughs) and walk past her and everything. Because it's the, I mean... You could do a lot of things to people, but yeah. for someone who's been there for you and Miracle helped this girl out with a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. And for yeah. her to do something like that and the That's bad part miracle. of it the bad part about it, like Miracle said, we were living in the same building. She was upstairs, I was downstairs. The winch was coming past my door. <laughs> Going upstairs while Miracle was at work. Yes. Shaking um, and baking mm-hmm. and everything. And Uncle Joe, I think you knew, but I'm going to let you slide <laughs> on that. But like I said, I mean, it, it, was it's the hurt, it was the hurt part of her and she had no cut cards. And we've known her since she was it, a little, yeah, girl, a little yeah. girl. That was a family, a close family friend. And we considered her, yeah, family. And you know what, guys? Honestly, um, our next. This is we actually tying into our next topic, um, forgiveness, because I was getting ready to say, you know, um, I remember wanting wanting to get revenge, but I'm glad I didn't because what they're going through now is far more worse than what I could have done. Cooked up yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Because life has really hit them. You you know what I mean, right. and um, but I don't want to get to because that, that's and then also too when we do things like that when we're seeking revenge when yeah. we're taking on a task that only our creator really yeah. be the one handling. Once again, that's another way that our light dim mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because you're now focused on. Mm-hmm. Something that is not edifying. You're right. definitely not doing nothing to build yourself right. up. Yep. Let alone nobody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm I like saying? That. You're yeah. not. You're not. You're off of your your post. Mm-hmm. Right. And we really have to be like the 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 five mm-hmm. wise, wise wise versions. We have to be always with our 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 the lamp. lights on. Mm-hmm. The lights got to be on. Because we through it all, know, through it all, at through this it all. time, at this time and day and age that we're in right now, with all types of deception mm-hmm. and things, now a lot of things, nothing should really come to by surprise. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, definitely not. It doesn't surprised. matter if it's happening in church, out of church, mm-hmm. right. on the street, non-politicians. It don't matter. Pol- it don't matter. Mm-hmm. Nothing should come by surprise to yep. us anymore right. whether it's an extraterrestrial or okay. what it doesn't matter nope. it's just the times we in right now we need to just seize the day because it's going to get worse too right yeah it's and good. it's not going to get worse it is worse yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that even the seasons you know the different seasons you can't tell the difference i mean you don't know one from the other i mean and it says all that in the bible mm-hmm. and everything i mean that Right. But people pretend that they don't know. People pretend that they 
oh, Say you know, it it's an everyday thing, but it's not an everyday mm-hmm. thing. It's not uh, life as usual. This mm-hmm. is we in a whole different ball game, mm-hmm. you know. I hate to say it, but I'm afraid of this president we got. I mean, this little, the little thing that they said yesterday about he's going to meet with the guy uh, in Korea and they going to whatever. I'm praying this man do not go over there and say something dumb, (laughs) piss this man off, and he blow up everybody. He just (laughs) go just say, I'm going to kill everybody and everything because... History has shown that he doesn't tell the truth. Well, he let his light shine. Right. Okay. <laughs> Even though it's crooked and wrong. Right. And then our president, we already know he don't tell the truth. So the, all y'all mm-hmm. that vote for Trump, go ahead. You know, I'm, I'm talking. That's who's talking. So come on if you want to. Now, I mean, <laughs> the whole thing is we as a people, we as a country have no togetherness. Oh, so oh we definitely don't. We're your light shining and everything, if you don't do something to cause your own light to shine, people are going to tear you down. Mm-hmm. They're not going to allow, I said this on one of the earlier broadcasts, about crabs. We are oh, like crabs. Yeah. If you reach up and everything, one be trying to get out and trying to escape, trying to lead the way, one will reach up and grab him, grab him back down and everything. You know, when I looked at Let My Light Shine, I thought about people that, I guess it's on the same thing that my niece has said, but mine's with more so how people cause your light to dim mm. and everything. You know, for instance, you know, you go places and another, and I said this on the other uh, broadcast also, that another woman can, can completely destroy another woman yeah. just by saying, oh, well, what you got on, or, you know, or whatever. You're trying to tear someone down, and a, and technically, that person like could be full bright, and they have a future. But little things like some women with the makeup thing. Here I go with the makeup again, y'all. Uh, the makeup thing. I mean, they're wearing a lot of makeup because they don't feel that they are beautiful. They don't feel that they are pretty. They don't feel that. They're this or that because someone or some people have said to them, oh, you got a freckle on your face oh, and you're yeah. ugly. Oh, uh, yeah, you have you a know. lot of people like that. And mm-hmm. the sad part about it, that person is saying that to that other person with the words is cutting that person. They don't realize how they have just destroyed a person. Mm-hmm. And now they're self-conscious about the freckle or they're self-conscious yeah. because cause at one time, and here we go, with the age thing. At one time, it wasn't a good thing to talk for women to have a big behind. Now, everybody wants to have a big behind. They're going buying them and stuff. And they're killing themselves. Right. Um, but at one time, it wasn't good yeah. to have. you. If you was looking like, um, okay, here we go, Twiggy or a pretzel or something like that, you were cute. You know, you were the ideal woman. You know, but now you're supposed to have the breast, you're supposed to have the big behind, you hold the legs. And if you ain't got that, then now they're talking about you. But back then, they talked about you because you did have it. So, I mean, it's it's a catch-22. You know, just like I said before, I think I'm a bad girl, you know. I I think I I got, you know, I think I got it. Ball head and all. Oh, okay, now let's explain that ball head. She had her head. She has hair and she cut it. (laughs) And all, but you know, <laughs> I like I short like, hair, guys, and everything. So, I mean, 
we are destroying each other mm -hmm. and we're destroying each other's light and mm -hmm. we don't understand it. and you know what do you do to make yourself look better in front of other people you know are you walk up to somebody and start well i guess i don't know if you snapping on people or whatever and the that caused you to feel like your light is shining bright actually it's not you are about dark as all get out yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. you were honestly you are 100 right because what it is is it's you know you have people who can talk another person out of who they are oh you know, yeah if you have your light and it's sitting on the top of the hill and it's shining bright and you take care of it you mm -hmm. focus on and then here comes somebody with their fake light okay right. know who that is that's lucifer the fake mm -hmm. you know you come in with that spirit you know saying okay well um i'm you're only shining off the darkness or whatever that's right. inside of you trying to project that onto somebody else that's coming from you yep. Right. That dark, that me, and but you can use your words so crafty mm -hmm. that you take a person that doesn't know any better or whatever, exactly. wherever you find them in their life, where you can make them weak, right? To say, cut your light out, it's right? Not, they'll, it's and they'll, they'll do it, it. they'll right. do it. That's why, guys, you gotta make you gotta sure know yourself, you have to know yourself. It starts you within love, yourself, yeah. and yes, right. you have to love yourself because yes. you it'll be so easy for you to get um off focus and, and get off course. And there go your light, and everybody's right. not for you, nope, right? Everybody's not for it's you. Not for what you. mama say, uh, you're coming to this world by like yourself, so. you're leaving you this world, world by yourself because she used to irritate me saying that, but <laughs> mm -hmm. it's true, it is it's true. It, it is, is so true. true. And everything, because you, I see females, males too now. I, I don't know what's going on with y'all, but I see <laughs> you got to have your boy with you. When you go, wherever you go, you got to have your boy with you. You got to have your girl with you. Where did you learn not to, you You, you can travel by yourself. Yeah. And be a I star. I mean, and I always do. I mean, I don't understand all this. I got to have somebody with me to make me feel better. I don't need or somebody. Comfortable. Right. I don't need a parade of people, you know. I'm, I'm already, right. I'm already good. You know, if I need to talk to somebody, I go to the room and have a whole full conversation. Me, myself, and I. Okay, true. And everything. And no, I'm not cuckoo for Cocoa Puff. I do see a psychiatrist, but I understand who I am. Mm -hmm. I understand where I want to go. Yes, I do have some people that I do not, I choose not to be around. Yes. I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. I just choose not to be around them because of the negative they bring with them and, and everything. So I don't do that. You know, I kid, joke and everything, but I choose who I want to be around yeah. and I choose who I don't, who who will not make me want to mm -hmm. slap the taste out their mouth. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> And you have to be able to know your boundaries. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. that's the whole thing. I know my boundaries yes. and everything. I know Thank that, you, Lord. that if I put myself in certain positions, mm -hmm. the other side of me is going to come out, which will feed into their little life, right, which will make right. their life brighter. And everybody's looking at me like, why'd you have to slap her? 
and I'm standing saying, well, did you see what you did? And it all falls back mm-hmm. on me. Now everybody's coming at me, and they're still talking. And, and, and you got to clean up that right. mess. And the light is going out in me. I'm not. No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have that. I'm going to remove myself. You know? That. Yeah. So my whole thing, are you letting your light shine while dimming other people's light? I like that. I mean, that. is it a thing where you're creating drama unnecessarily? Are you creating things to happen to other people, you know? And I'm going to say this. my um, Here recently, I felt real hurt by somebody that did something to me. And I said, you know what? If they went to the hospital and croaked over and died, I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. That person got sick, and I don't know if you call bad mouthing people or not, but I had to go and see the person in the hospital, and if they ever, you know, and I had to be nicer because it wasn't hurting. Love us as we are. Yes, that's true. Love us as we are, and please love me as I am. I'm, you know, that goes to show. Now your mouth is powerful, right? Because the person, the Mm -hmm. person got sick, and. I think they were a little surprised I was standing there over them and with not a pill in my hand. You know, so I mean, it's a thing where you got to be you got to be careful because Mm -hmm. I had to, and I'm not going to use the word repent, but I had to say, you know what? How would I have felt if the person actually died? I mean, how would I have felt if, you know, so I was destroying someone else's life and they didn't even know it. Wow. I was destroying their being, and they didn't even know it. So, did it help me any? No. When the person got sick, did it help me any? No. The only thing that helped me was the fact I realized my part in it, yeah. And which, in a way, I gotta say, it did help me because now I'm like, okay, then yeah. I was at fault. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and you know let this ride on out. But we as people, a lot of times, kill other people. Not actually kill them, kill them. But yeah. we destroy mm-hmm. them. And it's sad. I mean, they we get got a kick that. out of it. Some, some people get a kick out of it. Right. Is... You get a kick out of tearing them. Mm-hmm. Right. They have their end. You can't. You're right. I was right. going to say, you, you reap what you sow. You can't right. do too much tearing that, down yep. of people because eventually. You what you sow. You know, like we got the, the, the quote unquote, the mean girls. And that's mm-hmm. cute to some people. That's not cute to me. Mm-mm. Being the mean girl, mm-hmm. you know, talking about because, you know, you don't know what that girl or that guy at home is going through. Right. You know, you don't know if Pushing they're people they, off right. the ledge. Right. You know, you don't know if their parents are on drugs or whatever and they're doing the mm-hmm. best they can, you know, right. when you come to school or whatever and everything. And, okay, here I go with the schools. Some of you teachers, y'all need to get a group too because. Y'all see what's happening, but yeah. we have gotten to a society now where the teachers are afraid of the students. Mm-hmm. And because they're afraid of the students, they're not speaking out when they see kids being bullied. They are afraid to speak out and say, you know what, you know, y'all need to leave this person alone. Mm-hmm. And then step in. We need to have who. a conversation about that. Yeah. Right. That you definitely know. needs to be something that we um, bring to the table. Right. Um but it looks like we, I mean, we just on it tonight. Um, we are running out of time. Um, so we just want to thank everybody for listening. We actually want you to stay tuned. Um, like I said before or earlier, our next uh, recording 
will be on forgiveness. Um, oh, Jesus. So we're going to have a lot to say on that one. So once again, thank you so much. Stay tuned. This is Miracle Johnson. I'm Kenya Chanel. And this is I'm Pumpkin. Good night. Good night. Good night.